0: Maru Bishamonten Mangala These are but a handful of the deities associated with the title of God of War. But in our minds, there is only one God of War. And his name is Kratos. That's right, we're discussing the series that convinced a generation of gamers that Kratos' story was always a part of Greek mythology. We share our thoughts on why the murderous, ash bathed heathen of Sparta deserves both your love and your sympathy while he rips through the Grecian gods of legend in a tale of revenge as old as time. And yes, we also talk about all the banging he does along the way. Character building, am I right? We'll be back at the end of the show.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Obsessive Compulsive Gamer Podcast. Um, I'm Mike Prime, and today we're going to be talking about the Epic God of War series. Um, first thing you'll probably notice is that I'm doing the intro today, and that's because I am, for the first time, hosting a podcast on my own, uh, taking over for Bobby. Um, and though I might seem kind of confident, I am, in fact, scared out of my mind. So. So bear with me uh so we got a uh, returning guests on this podcast uh i'll introduce mike b first
2: he's so been on everybody
1: many podcasts i don't even know all of them to be honest with you so i can't list them so uh we also got a uh, of course bobby who she lives president day <laughs> and frank aka war was Begun. Hey, what's up, guys? So this is everyone here has played God of War. It is the probably one of the most popular series on PlayStation, um, and I guess we'll just kick it off by just saying figuring out uh, what games each of you have played, and you know we can we'll start with Mike, but anyone can jump in, of course.
3: Oh, well, I was gonna say, has everybody played all of them?
0: No. No, there's I've, some I haven't played.
3: Okay, I've I've played through all of them and there's also a mobile one that was a long time ago on those like with the Androids. I think I had a, a what do you call it? A touch back then? A MyTouch phone and yeah, there was a game called uh, God of War Betrayal. Mm-hmm.
4: Oh, that was yeah. the side-scrolling one, right?
3: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Was and it, it, it was uh, I don't know if it's canon though, but it takes yeah, place, it I believe, is. after two. After two or something like that.
0: No, uh, it takes place um in between um Ghost of Sparta and two. Ghost
3: of Sparta and Two? Okay. Yeah. So yeah, okay. I know it's between something with two and something else, but yeah. I remember playing it, it sucked anyway, but <laughs>
0: <laughs> So I've played I've played right. a majority of the ones. Like I haven't played Betrayal, but okay, so I've played the main trilogy, God of War 1, 2 and 3, right? Uh I just recently started playing the God of War twenty eighteen because I want to brush up for this podcast um i started playing ascension this week as well but i have not finished it uh i've played chains of olympus but not finished it uh i've never played ghost of sparta and i've never played betrayal and um am i missing one what do i think i'm missing one nope that's Uh, it that's it it. yeah So that's my experience with god of war you frank i've
4: played uh i played the first two uh let's see i played both psp games so change of olympus and ghost of sparta i did play three never finished three i got most of the way through it but i got stuck at Hera's garden (laughs) and (laughs) i don't remember why i had stopped playing it i it was like just during one of those times where i was either moving or starting another game and i just never went back to it uh but i do have god of war 2018 i never i haven't popped it open yet though i need i still need to go back and finish god of war three um, and I never play Betrayal, because I still don't like supporting mobile gaming, because it's popular enough, and most of those games are garbage. So,
0: Well, surprisingly, <laughs> Betrayal got a lot of favorable reviews. Now, I don't know how it would hold up today, because that game came out 2007, but uh, it got a lot of favorable reviews at the time. So, it's got an interesting um, history.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, and the funny thing is, uh, considering <laughs> it's place on a timeline, like it was several years after two wasn't it
0: no 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 again it took place between ghost of sparta and two
4: no i'm sorry that's that's what it was is that ghost of sparta you know even though it takes place between one and two it that one came out a lot later in in the life
0: of the series you mean ghost of sparta came out later yeah 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 ghost of sparta i know we have it on there i think ghost of sparta is 2010 so there's a three-year difference
4: Yeah, because God of of War 2
2: came out in 2007. Sparta was 2010. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, that was PSP. I never played the... So just to throw in my experience, I played 1 and 2 and 3. I haven't finished any of them, but (laughs) I played uh, the first two years after they came out, and then God of War 3 was one that i wanted the most on ps3 when
2: mm-hmm. it came out and that's
4: one of the games yeah that i bought the ps3 for it was yeah. like that dante's inferno and heavy rain those are the three games that i bought a ps3 for
3: yeah uh, I you remember it looked amazing. any of them at all like at, you haven't finished a single god of war game i have not oh wow
1: not because <laughs> i don't know if it's i didn't think they were hard or anything i just never played all the way to the end i mean there were some areas that i got stuck in where I couldn't yeah. really figure out what I was supposed
4: to do. Uh, Pandora's Temple. Pandora, Pandora. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I I for the
0: sure. Some of those, yeah, some between some of those puzzles, but like Pandora's Temple, are you talking about, is that the part where you just had to continuously fight hordes of monsters and they were hard to no. get through? Or was it a you puzzle? To,
4: uh, it was the puzzle where you had to unlock areas, like you had yeah. to drain the water. And okay, you
0: yeah, to, that. yeah, that's right. Because there's, yeah, no, I- there's also like an elevator in, the, in that game where the elevator is notorious for being difficult to get through. Mm. Yeah, yeah.
3: I, mean, I think that's I, where I stopped actually. I finished that one before the update came out for them to make it easier. Was that yeah. nice.
4: on Ascension? Was that so on Ascension?
3: the Ascension elevator? Yeah.
0: yeah, oh, but there's an elevator, I think, in one or two. I can't remember which one. Is it it's one right where you have Pandora's Tower and there's a, and it has the elevator.
2: Uh, I don't yeah, know. Cause
0: I well, because I know Ascension is also notorious for being tough to beat until they release that patch, yeah. but um, but the other thing I want to clear clarify is just since the god of war games didn't release chronologically uh i I just want to clear up the chronological order of the games itself so the first game chronologically in the series is god of war ascension then you have god of war chains of olympus Mm -hmm. then you have the first god of war in 2005. you have god of war Ghost of sparta then you have god of war betrayal that mobile game we spoke of god of war 2 and then god of war 3 is immediately after 2. And then, uh, and then you have the basically what's God of War four, but they just titled it God of War twenty eighteen. And then on top of that, there were three remasters that were released, or collections and a remaster. Mm-hmm. You have the God of War collection, which in this, initially only uh, consisted of God of War one and two for the PS three. It was apparently ported to the Vita, which I didn't know about. And then yeah, um, I
4: didn't know that either.
0: There is a God of War Origins collection, which consisted of the two PSP portable games. That was Chains of Olympus and uh, Ghost of Sparta. I remember that. Right. Yeah. And then, that's how I first played them. What What's funny is that that came out 2011. And immediately, one year later, they just released the entire God of War saga. All five main games. <laughs> yeah. One, two, three, and then the two PSPs all together. And, okay, that's um,
3: the one I, I played the... Uh... PSP titles for the first time was that for collection. that one.
0: Okay. So, yeah, but they've never re-released betrayal in any form, which is unfortunate. It would have been cool to see that one get re-released like on the Vita, even if they, you know, just slightly updated the graphics. So that way you could get the experience of it. Cause well, I don't know if there's any it way to play now. Of the yeah. Uh,
3: the graphics, man, you could play that thing on a game boy. Advance. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, like the studio, the studio that developed it, I have it here. Um, what the heck is it? Betrayal. It was a studio called uh, Java Ground, and they ported it to work on over two hundred mobile devices. So I mean, those guys busted their ass to get that game to work. So it's amazing that I got the reviews that it did. It's it's unfortunate that it kind of it's got kind of lost amongst all this stuff. Uh, maybe well, one day.
4: That's, that's another reason I'm against mobile gaming. Like they don't archive that stuff properly. Like they yeah. they don't keep a proper track of it. So another. You know big old middle finger to anybody who uh, wants to preserve that stuff
0: yeah and they, and they, and they put the effort into it because what's also really interesting is you know they they kind of refer to all the God of War games, with the exception of the newest one, are part of the Greek era right because it's all Greek mythology, yes. While the newest one is Norse mythology, so all those Greek era games were had the same I mean most of them had multiple writers, but there is a a writer, Marianne. I'm trying to pull up her name here. Uh, Marianne Krawczyk, I think that's how you pronounce your last name, was uh, was the writer for all of them for all the Greek edition games with the exception of Ghost of Sparta, and that's probably because Ghost of Sparta was being worked on and can, when uh, God of War Three is being worked on. So even for that mobile game, she was she had a writer credit on it because they wanted to keep that consistency. So it's obvious to me that they want it to be part of the canon. It's just unfortunate that Sony doesn't. You know, make the effort to bring it back so people can experience it if they missed out on it.
3: Yeah, but they're not missing much, I don't think. <laughs> well, how was the game then? The betrayal. It's. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, I I didn't really. It, it, the story could have been good because I never really paid attention to it. I didn't beat it either because, like Frank said, it's a mobile game, so it was there was no. I, I they probably did put a lot of effort into it, but I had no. Attraction, or or wanting to stick with it, or like, oh, I really got to finish or get through this. I kind of just picked it up here and there, and you know, wasn't really paying attention too much or focusing on what the direction direction of the story was for that one. So I kind of just, yeah, it, it's whatever to me for that one.
1: Yeah, cool. Do you have to pay for it? Or uh, I think
3: it was like five bucks. Uh,
1: well, mobile games, I guess.
3: And that was during the time where a lot of the big title games were getting like mobile games. Yeah, right. Like uh, Medal of Honor 1 and all these different EA yeah. big title games, AAA games were getting mobile releases. Well, and Assassin's Creed
0: had a mobile release. There was release.
3: a Rage one too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, there was a so, Rage. So, yeah, that was going on during the time. So, I was actually, I actually spent it because I saw God of War. I was like, oh, there's a God of War one. And then, yeah, kind of <laughs> really. <laughs> I should have known what I would like. I should have expected it to be that way. So I was like, oh, I'm not going to care too much about this.
0: I was <laughs> uh, still new in 2007. We didn't know how good games were going to be. Yeah, well, uh, true.
3: I was wondering if that storyline was probably maybe like in comics or something like that because I've never followed the comics at all.
0: Well, I forgot they are even comics for the series. So I have no idea. I knew there were books.
1: Uh, I they not uh, read any of the expanded stuff yet.
0: I, is
4: it Dark Horse? That do comics, I, or? I don't
1: remember at all
4: like idw it might be idw uh, but i'm not maybe. too sure as long as they're following the storyline like uh the idw silent hill comics you guys know how much of a silent hill fan i am and yeah
1: those are some of the worst things uh, dc seen. comics actually
4: it was dc wow oh, interesting well you know that no oh, never mind i was gonna say that makes sense because of MK, I mean, it kind of does, because kinda, DC, yeah. a DC uh, does have that deal with NetherRealm, which is probably why Kratos came out on the PlayStation for MK9. Uh, oh, and
2: yeah, we I'm all sure. played that, that
4: right?
1: <laughs> MK9,
2: yeah, of course. That was my favorite one. It's, like it's one the best one. <laughs> yeah. So,
1: as far as, like... You know, everyone knows that this is heavily inspired by Greek mythology. I'll ask you this question, Bobby, just because you're the the educated per- the educator of us. So. Well,
0: wow. I mean, Frank's an educator too.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. I forgot about that. Well, I'll ask both of you. You can both chime in on this. It's like I'm mean. gonna.
1: I,
4: I need a, I need some computer help. I'm gonna call Val because he's the resident. Only you computer do. guy that because
1: he is way smarter than I am. At all of that. <laughs> Sorry, Frank. No, you're good man. Well, I'm going to ask you anyway, just because I feel bad. How do, you, <laughs> how, do you, how do you feel? How accurate, or how do you feel this? Uh, how am I going to phrase this? Do you think the story fits in well with uh, Greek mythology?
4: Yeah. I mean, as an interpretation, like they have the basic structure, you know, all the gods, uh, you know, with the their polytheistic roles and everything like that. They got all that down. So they had a lot to work with. And I think that's probably what made some of the writing easier since they already had source material that they could pull from. All they really did was they created this character. I mean, Kratos is an original character. I don't remember reading yeah. about him in Greek mythology <laughs> or or actual, you know, uh, historical Greece. But I,
1: I didn't um, pay attention much in history, so I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't well, think no, our history, history classes cover Greek Covered mythology. Greek mythology
1: so. yeah. I'm like that I was more I wouldn't know, I was mostly asleep, but
4: I think uh, I think whenever it was Greek or Roman mythology, I think those were mostly English classes and it was yeah. more for the writing. But um no, I mean the, the the gods they all have their roles. They did a really good job of you know in- interpretation interpreting them for the setting of this alternate Greece, you know, this alternate history. And as far as like the character motivations, even for the gods where they were, they were very understandable. And I think they were very in line with how human they were represented back with Greek mythology. You know, like Zeus is this big dickhead and guess what? He's a big dickhead in all the games. <laughs> uh, you know, he's 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 a he's very flawed. He's a very jealous and even envious at times. Uh, and he sires children left and right. And he sires yeah. children left and right because uh, Kratos is one of his sons, right? Yep. I mean, if, if yep. I'm remembering Ultimately. the uh, yeah, because. No. You know, he turned into like a chicken or a barracuda or who knows what the hell he turned into <laughs> that time.
0: <laughs> but if he turned into a barracuda, it's like what kind of shit was Kratos's mom into?
4: Hey man, it's not what oh God, God is. Hey, it, I'm pretty. It's like you know they have their godly powers. I'm and I'm pretty sure a lot of it is non consensual. If you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, good <laughs> point. <laughs> me,
3: like, me, uh, me, me, sure. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, go ahead. Because I'm gonna change the conversation slightly. So me ahead. and Jeremy used
3: to play all the time with a friend, and we would like oh, love just sitting around and just take turns passing the controller and playing. And my friend was really into Greek mythology; even had like an encyclopedia. So as we were going oh, through wow. it, he's like, he's like, let's fact check this. And he would go through like the <laughs> character's name and and we would see the comparison. He reads it out, and it's like, oh, dude, they, like Frank was saying earlier, they they 100 all the gods and everything that they show in there is how they're described, like how they're described in their mythology and how their behavior is or how their attitude is supposed to be. And it all checks out. The only thing that's out of place is Kratos himself. It's like, yeah. and, it, and it's really well done because he fits in well with it, how they, how they portray him, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, the, I was going to bring that up too. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off, but... No, uh, no, you're good. Uh, one thing that I did like, I mean, if you've all played, you know, or at least know the story, Kratos eventually does become the God of War.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: His personality, in that sense, sort of fits like even even yeah. in that like yeah. I see him as and a god of war totally like without it's question.
3: it's good because his interactions with them actually brings out more of like how that that mythology of that god or or character is represented. So him interacting with them or him back talking Zeus kind of shows how Zeus is very vengeful and or he can be you know triggered yeah. easily by insults and stuff like that you know. So Show his interactions it. are re- really well done. Like that's what I thought was really cool. Even though like Kratos seems like a very very simpleton, you know.
4: Well, like, yeah, like you know he's. I don't think it's so much he's that he's doing.
0: a simpleton. I just think he's you know he's single-minded in his in his revenge, he's, right? He's
3: just he's just like yeah. a primal beast man, you know.
0: Right, but well, hey, yeah. he can solve them crazy as god puzzles. So I think yeah. he's pretty bright.
4: Yeah. Well, so, I mean, he's he's also you know originally uh aries avatar you know he's an yeah. embodiment of yeah. a lot of like you know w- you know the god of wars whatever you want to call it so it makes sense for him to, and then he you know and that's one thing that i think is interesting is like the psychology because you think about our human minds like how easily we're influenced you know by our surroundings and in our interactions and stuff like that and the kind of psychological damage that would be befallen upon a mortal you know getting these powers and then uh feeling all this rage and stuff and it, and it kind of makes sense for his character you know going from a human to essentially a demigod and you know there's a re- he's probably got extreme ptsd he's like this extreme oh, okay. vietnam vet
0: yeah <laughs> you know? well i mean if, if we back up here i mean he has a traditional greek tragedy background where yeah. i mean he became Ares's. Ares, Ares-ies, how, Ares-ies. Ares-ies? Ares-ies? Ares. <laughs> Ares Ares how it's Areses? Ares? Ares Ares. He became Ares. There we go. He became Ares. He became Ares uh Ares. Well really his, his puppet, right? I know we say his Avatar, but more than anything his puppet. What was it yeah. that he was in a battle and he was losing, so then he he prayed to Ares? right to give him the strength and that's why he was able his and one he's a spartan too so we know the mythology behind spartans how they were great warriors and they were vicious and violent blah blah if you've seen the movie 300 you get the mythology behind the spartans not necessarily the reality but anyway um so then you have the tragic backstory where he goes mad and he ends up killing his own wife and child and that's where we get into the whole aspect of the reason his skin is white is because they're supposed to be ashes of his dead family right Mm
3: -hmm. and
0: um so that's the driving force be behind Kratos'. So there you have the Greek tragedy portion of it. And then in the Greek mythology portion, you also have the tale of revenge where he comes back against a God. You know, like in this game, you'd go God of War one ends and he becomes the next God of War by killing Ares, right? And then the second God of War, they introduced the concept that Zeus is actually his father, which, mm-hmm. you know, in other, me- in other types of storytelling, other genres, I'd probably be upset with that because we thought of Kratos' as human becoming a god and and that yeah, seems powerful but in Greek mythology it makes sense because all these characters that become part of the world of the gods is because they're you know what what do you call them? bastard childrens of gods you know like yeah. Hercules or or um, uh, what was the name it? of the guy from Titan uh, clash of the Titans Perseus. Perseus, thank you. So they all get sucked into these worlds because of their bloodline connections, these gods. So it totally makes sense for Kratos to to go through that. And I thought what was also cool is in part two when they introduced the Titans, because the you know, the Titans were a huge part of Greek mythology that a lot of people aren't really aware of. And to introduce the Titans and show that they the original war for Olympus got started because of the war between the Titans and the and then the and then the gods, the Olympus gods. Um, it it feeds into that whole story. So they did a great job bringing in all that mythology, you know, keeping it in a way accurate, but making it work for this new story they are telling with Kratos. And so I think that's what it would, you know, the gameplay was amazing, which really helps. But the storytelling I thought was also, was in the world building, all of that. I mean, all aspects of it worked.
3: And you bring up a good point with that too, because even though you say like he's a demigod and that's how the storytelling is really well done, because even as I'm going through it, I still don't view him as like a god, though. I still view him yeah, as exactly. if he was a mortal yeah, human. Like I I connect with him that way instead, you know. And it's he goes through all those uh, motions as a human, basically, or thinking he's one before he even finds out, you know.
0: Yeah, because so, I think he's coming from the perspective of being human. Yeah. To becoming a god, while well, the gods are gods who still make human-like decisions or mistakes. So yeah. his
3: I, his behavior is always going to be as a as a human would behave and well, not someone yeah. who knows he's a demigod. Oh, and yeah. He
1: wants revenge, mostly. Like, yeah, in
3: revenge. <laughs> right. yeah. I
0: mean, he hates the gods. That's what it yeah. comes down yeah. to.
1: Yeah.
4: Um, it, well, something you had brought up, okay, so like all the bastard children, not all of them were demigods, because like Hercules is a good example of one. We, we all are mostly familiar that, you know, uh, Zeus impregnated, you know, had relations with, Whatever Hercules' mom names Hercula, whatever the hell her name was, and <laughs> uh, and, uh, and then he, he uh, you know, he was born with you know this tremendous strength, and eventually mm-hmm. he does become the god of strength. Um, but like Perseus, he was a man uh and of course, if you've seen Clash of the Titans, which I was also gonna bring up is that I learned a lot of Greek mythology because I watched Clash of the Titans and Hercules and Zena
2: and <laughs> and
4: so i at least I was familiar with a lot of the names uh and the roles of the gods that way, and then of course, as I got older you know and and reading a little bit more about mythology and you you see the origin of these stories um but like it wasn't it wasn't ever consistent, you know it's like okay well hercules is a uh, is is a demigod, but Perseus is just a man. And, you know, he had help from Zeus, which is really what kind of saved his ass, because not he would have been killed many times over. Right. So, yeah. So that's why, that's why I, I really agree with Mike B about that. Like, I really see Kratos more as a man. He was a Spartan, so he already was a great warrior because of that. But I never see him, even though he was a son of Zeus, being more than a man uh before
0: that yeah and that does get reflected really well in the spread particularly initial three games i will say for this newest god of war they do take advantage of his godhood because there are feats of strength that he does in this new game like lifting mm-hmm. large boulders that a regular human couldn't that obviously require godlike qualities and or i don't Chris remember Redfield. Yeah. Or Chris Redfield he's arms. Not him, <laughs> he's not punching them, so he's just lifting them. So you know, maybe, maybe
4: that's really what it is. Like, we just, we, we keep trying to lift boulders. Maybe we just need to actually be punching Punch them. Or, and, and then to move.
0: or Chris Redfield's a demigod and we just don't know. Uh, there's well, a possibility, too.
4: Those, those, those are the biceps of a demigod, I can tell
3: you that. <laughs> well, that's the best thing, too, about when you play certain games. The best ones are the ones where you're invested or you you see yourself through that character. So yeah. when it came to that moment of uh, Kratos uh, against Hercules in God of War 3, it's like, oh, dude, you're going to we could take oh, out that Hercules. Was, that,
0: was, so that was a good fight. When you fucking that kick his ass, man. dude, it's like, oh, dude, I, I fucking kicked Hercules' ass. <laughs> Fuck, you! It's like brutal
1: deaths too, man. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. That dude, like, destroys him.
4: I think I think probably one of the worst deaths was Hermes. He just, oh, like, yeah. rips oh, yeah. his head off. Jesus. I mean, he's just, like... <laughs> you see it just stretched
0: away slowly. <laughs>
4: yeah. Um, but a uh, quick little side note, I, which I really love, is that they did get Kevin Sorbo to voice Hercules yeah. in God of War 3. They got uh Harry Ham- disappointed
1: Hamlin. disappointed
4: line, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, they got Harry Hamlin to voice Perseus, too, which I thought was really cool. Um, even though Kevin Starbo is a big religious, you know, fruitcake now, like I still remember the good days of when he was disappointed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's good. I just love that. Somebody in editing probably had to watch that and was like, yeah, it's fine.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, wait,
4: we're, we're, we're 10 seconds short. Leave it. There.
0: Just leave it.
1: <laughs> well, speaking of the gameplay, uh, what uh well i mean i guess uh kind of skipping ahead a little bit but what are your favorite gameplay elements of, in all of this i mean we touched a little bit on it but what drew you all into the game
0: uh so the thing that attracted me was the brutality of the of the combo system that they had you know watching the the gameplay videos of it uh for the ps2 when it was originally uh showcased before release uh it it, it looked fun to play and um Like, I know there's other hack and slash games where Bayonetta always comes to mind for a great hack and slash game, but where Bayonetta felt like a a very much finesse style hack and slash uh, with a lot of dodge movements and a lot of, um, you know, interruption attacks, God of War feels more... Uh, like you're using your power and your strength in order to destroy these enemies as quickly as possible before they can even lay a hand on you. And it feels mm-hmm. much more focused on the offensive rather than defense. Now, the evade motion is great. It's sim- it's it's amazing that they made it so simple, which is using that right stick in order to mm-hmm. dodge. Um, they, they did a great job with their fixed cameras, so that way it never felt like your gameplay was being interrupted, even in moving environments, like when you're going up mm-hmm. elevators or the cameras are moving around, whatever the case may be and uh but just the brutality and and how it's funny to say this but the beauty of the brutality because there are times where you could say oh this is distasteful but like you know frank was talking about Hermes head being ripped off but it totally fits in with the way the game is right when you're destroying these enemies it totally fits in you know He, he doesn't almost every or every uh enemy has a finisher that you can complete right where i think if you hit circle button you can you know rip out their eye cut off their head and one of my favorite ones were always against the trolls or i'm sorry not the trolls the cyclops where you get on mm. its back and you get the oh, blades yeah. of chaos and yeah. you just stab them right yes you know just brutal but of course the enemies were just as brutal i mean they weren't there just to you know punch you and run away they were there to destroy you so those enemies mm-hmm. were just as challenging and then, of course, you have the mixture of the puzzle aspects of the game where there's all this puzzle solving that takes place in between uh, the action, not unlike like Uncharted. Uh, Uncharted, you have the action set pieces and then puzzles in between. And God of War is one of the first games I remember playing which did that in a way where the transitions were nice and smooth. It wasn't like you're finishing this air. It never felt like there was a distinct cut between fighting and puzzle things. It's You're in the same area. It, it was a very smooth transition so you never knew if you' were gonna be doing a puzzle or if you're gonna be fighting your way out of things and sometimes you'd be doing both there's a great mix yeah. up especially in two and three I mean as great as one is I, I really do think um, two improves on it in so many ways and three carries that forward and uh, but overall the gameplay is just is fantastic for those reasons especially with the variety in the combos because you know you not only can you upgrade your blades of chaos, or what were it, Blades of Athena in the second one or Blades of Exile in the third one? But um you get additional weapons. In one of the games you get uh the bow and arrow from um Artemis, right? Or is mm-hmm. it Helios? I can't remember which character it is, but you get his the, the bow and arrow from one of them. or
4: because she's it's the Artemis.
0: right. And then um and then, or you, you, know, you get this giant axe in one of the games, I think maybe it's three. And, you know, the thing is, is they weren't afraid to also change up gameplay mechanics from each game. They're, you know, they tried different things. And no matter which game you played, I never felt that any of the mechanics were broken. Now, did you need to use all those mechanics to get to the game? Hell no. But it was a lot of fun to figure out a lot of those combos and to figure out how to use a lot of those different weapons in action. And, uh, and to except for the possible.
3: executions, because a lot of them, if they were pain in the ass monsters, if you didn't execute them, they would just they would recover, and then they were just a pain in the ass again.
0: Yeah, that's true. There were some of those, but that's why I never screwed those up, Mike.
3: Yeah, uh, <laughs> the smaller guys, once they're in the execute state, you could probably hit them and just kill them anyway. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: yeah, yeah. I, I think yeah, uh, once we're in the they're in the execution state, if you just keep hitting them, you they just die, and you get less red orbs because you didn't perform the execution.
0: Right um
4: uh, just quick note: it's the bow of apollo
0: of apollo that's oh, what it was oh yeah,
4: right.
1: right um don't you get it after you kill somebody
4: uh, i believe well, apollo
0: Apollo, you have to there's a battle <laughs> with apollo
1: was it yeah. i thought it was a different boss there
0: are you talking about part three
4: well hold on no it says K- it kratos, kratos obtained it after he killed uh pyrethus, pyrethus? Yeah.
3: He was begging for your help, I think, and then you burn him with it. Yeah,
2: Yeah. I remember that. Oh,
3: the
4: mortal lover. (laughs) Yeah, and yeah, because he was trapped within a cage of brambles.
3: Yeah, that's that's one of the things too. And Bobby was saying earlier, it's just the sheer amount of different types of executions that were in it was actually just really cool for me it's like i wanted it was like if you're in the coliseum watching gladiators fly i was like yeah yeah look rip this head off or something and it was like always something unique or something new whenever you came across a new bad guy or something and i would also say that the biggest attraction is the big the the boss battles so oh, yeah. like with, with the hydra when you play the first one on the ps2 i was like oh dude this is awesome like look at the side. it's probably one of the first ones where it's like a massive or for me at least the first hack and slash 3d game with like giant size bosses or creatures that you fight that mm-hmm. I tried, and then from from the first one all the way to the, the most recent one now that the scale of that just keeps getting bigger and bigger, and, I, and it's not distasteful either. They're doing it pretty cool, like epic boss battles that, that were awesome. Right.
4: Well, it's it is really kind pretty. of distasteful, but that's the charm. <laughs> 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 um, you know, uh, the gameplay absolutely, you know, and especially the like the visceral, you know. Uh, feeling you get from all those executions but for me I think another thing that really drew me to it was the story like because you know for the, the transition from the 5th generation to 6th generation the storytelling in games just like it it jumped up huge again and I think with God of War especially just being a, a hack and slash I mean it's not a simple hack and slash but it is essentially when you bullet. it uh, down to its simplest form it's a hack and slash but you know the narration the using of Greek mythology the way the story flowed uh, I and then especially in that first game I mean and I'm going to say it of course because whether you played it or not it's 15 year old game, so yeah. get over it you know finding out that his family was bonded to his body you know it's like oh my god oh my god of war act ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh no i i and the storytelling and and also the graphics you know like they they were really impressive, especially uh back then I mean from God of War One to God of War Two, which was only two years like you saw a huge yeah, jump that was a big jump and when I saw the screenshots for God of War Three, I was blown away i was i was and even now I playing it on p s three it's still a very graphically impressive yeah. game.
0: Yeah, like that. That PS4 remastered of three looks really good, but there's no reason why you can't not go back play and play three. it on the PS3. It's PS3, yeah. It still looks
4: yeah. incredible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I, I was just, I just could not uh, get over it the first time I was playing. It. I was like, I'm playing this game. This is amazing. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, I can't wait to play God of War 2018 because that's a very beautiful game as well. But I, that storytelling, that storytelling, it's just been such a, a cool thing. And that's honestly why I, I did the PSP titles. I did play the first one on PSP, the Chains of Olympus, because I had actually a God of War PSP with that game. But then I just wanted to get more of that story. I wanted to get more of the, of the lore that they had created for this series. And like for Betrayal, I... Mm, It'd be cool if they did like a simple remaster, two point five D, you know, kind of yeah. like what they did with *Dracula X Chronicles*. But yeah, that would be cool. I don't think they're going to do it, but you know, it just sucks because that's like, why is it called *Betrayal*? Like, I, I, yeah, I could go to the Wikipedia page, but I'd rather see the game tell its story that way.
1: Did yeah. uh, so Bobby, I know you're playing *God of War* five, but what about four.
4: <laughs> *God of War* four?
1: Four, the right. My bad uh have you, your mike frank have you po- tried it i know you just said you hadn't frank but mike
3: yeah i tried it i liked it a lot um they made some changes for controls but they let you change the control scheme back to the old hack and slash which i did right away and it, i think it puts you at a disadvantage because you, you have to let go of the thumbstick to press the buttons and oh. this one is kind of like a third person so it's a lot easier like the, they had it where the triggers are the attack So you can keep your hand on the right joystick and you can, like, look around and shoot at the same time. But I I just didn't like that feeling. I was just so used to the square and triangle and all that stuff like that. So I pushed it back. I actually stuck stuck with with it. Yeah, you stuck with it?
0: Uh, I stuck with it. I I got used to it. It wasn't an issue. I I feel you on that initially um, because to me it was weird having attack buttons, you know, melee attack buttons on the shoulder. Uh, I understand yeah. why they do it because in the game you have a le- le- this thing called the Leviathan Axe and a big component of its of its attack is that you can throw it. And so yeah. by using those on the shoulder buttons, that's what they're trying to get that feel because then you're using the joystick to also uh, move around your attack. But um, I totally get switching it back to that as well, to the to the square and X buttons for normal attack. I just, it's up to your taste and standards, but it's good that they gave you that option.
4: That's Mike. Yeah. Mike, be just stubborn. When you watch him play Doom Eternal and you'll see... <laughs>
0: Mike, oh, um, the, did you ever finish? The story was cool. Did I you finish say, it? Yeah, okay, been, don't spoil yeah. it for me because I'm still playing through it. Oh, okay. Yes. I, was, I didn't yeah.
1: want to get into spoilers too much, but I was curious what... You, what
0: Story is
3: awesome.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah story cool. and just, uh, you know, he obviously has a son again, like in that particular game. So I was just curious how well that... Well,
3: know, I thought you had, all had all a daughter.
4: Of... Didn't you have a daughter?
3: It was yeah, a it wife, started a with a daughter. His daughter is originally. in the Greek,
4: yeah, because her Greek. name was Calliope, right? Yeah, in, mm-hmm. in, uh, yeah, in the yeah, original, the in the one.
3: original, yeah.
4: yeah, in the original. And then he has boy,
2: yeah. boy, boy. <laughs> boy.
1: <laughs> That's just a cool name.
3: name. <laughs> I mean, <laughs>
1: I'm not, I'm curious, and I want to play the game myself, but
3: uh, I think it's Atreus. I think Atreus is yeah, his name. It's yeah.
4: Atreus, yeah. Atreus, yeah. Oh, and. Then, <laughs>
0: Isn't that a, ahead, the man. same name of the kid from Neverending Story?
4: No, it's a Treyu. Oh, it's a
0: U. Okay, <laughs> never mind.
2: Yeah.
4: I was just gonna say that. Uh, you know, one thing that really kind of disappointed me is that they changed voice actors
0: because it yes. was. Uh, uh, told me that
4: was it was it, uh, Carson. What, what was his name? Terrence Carson, the, Jeez, the original I voice. I,
0: didn't, I don't I didn't, know the voice
3: actors' names, but I, you, you yeah. can tell the difference right away once you play the new one. It's yeah, like, Wait, I, that's I, not
4: him. I heard that like Christopher Judge in 2018 does a really good job, but like just
1: oh, that's Christopher Judge.
4: Yeah, it's Christopher Judge. Yeah. Oh my Steel.
1: god! Wow,
4: Stargate SG One, man.
1: <laughs> that's cool. I'm a huge Stargate yeah. nerd.
0: I I think well, the the voice acting fits for the because this game thematically is very different than the previous games with the Greek mm-hmm. mythology. Kratos is very different. I mean, he's still the angry guy, but his way of dealing with things, the way he reflects on, you know, the past crap he had to deal with, he's, he seems like a very different character. They, yes. Obviously, he's running away from his past, and he's going to have to come to terms with it in, the, in this game. But mm-hmm. at the same time, he, he seems more, I don't know. I don't want to say more. He's definitely not more at peace, but everything seems more subtle with him. And I think that's just the theme that they're going with the game. So, He's like,
2: got a sick beard, too, in this yeah.
0: Yeah. He's got a sick beard. And somehow his nose got bigger. His nose does look <laughs> well, bigger.
4: He's older. Hey, man, as you get older, your ears get yeah, bigger, man. your nose gets bigger, gets shorter, you get hair in places yeah. you didn't have hair before.
3: Good point. Good point. <laughs> he's probably broken his nose like six times. Right? <laughs> well, so, you know what? uh
4: And actually, I wanted to ask you, Bobby. I mean, as far as – uh, like, well, how far after – Three does uh, 2018 take place as far as the game timeline goes? I know. I I don't know I, the
0: exact year, but assuming Atreus is, he looks like he's like ten, eleven years old, and then I don't know how much time took place in between the time he met Atreus's mom, and they and they did the nasty between the end of God of War three. I believe so, her name was Atreya. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, I mean, obviously, it, it has to be a minimum of, of I would say, between 10 and 15 years for sure. Are you
3: sure her name wasn't woman? Was boy, <laughs> and woman boy. Woman. 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 Boy. boy. <laughs> hey,
2: okay. Woman. Have you seen boy? <laughs> okay. I, and that's
4: another thing, too, actually. Uh, another thing that really... Kind of going back to the last question is that what appealed to me in series two was was the voice acting. The voice acting is so yeah. good, yeah. Like it, it's it's cheesy and over the top, but you're talking about Greek mythology, you know, gods performing these you know these cataclysmic you know uh, events and all this stuff. Like it's it fits perfectly, and it is so entertaining to watch.
3: Yeah, I remember um, Zeus sounded cool. I always thought he sounded cool. I don't know who voices him from like two. I don't know. I always thought he sounded badass.
0: Yeah, but so, across the board, the voice acting has been incredible in that game. Even with the yeah, sound. Here's,
2: here's
1: a question, though, because I heard five. I keep calling it five. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, four was more... I mean, the rest of them are Greek mythologies, and four more on, like, uh,
2: North. different...
0: It's Norse mythology. mythology.
2: Yeah,
1: that's what I... I was also curious about how they're fitting that into the whole story.
0: Again, I mean the attention to detail and the mythology is amazing right? Just all these little things, just like in the original game, all these little things, all these little mentions uh, are, you know and if you're if you're a fan of Norse mythology or you know any any basic things about North, Norse mythology you'll you'll catch a lot of stuff and I think it's really good. again they're doing a great job of putting Kratos into this Norse world but it's also obvious that they've created this larger universe where, where it was hinted at, I don't know if you guys remember David Jaffe. I think is how you say his last name was the original creator of God of War. He's the same guy who did the Twisted Metal series, Metal. and um, <laughs> and uh, and his original idea for God of War three for the way to, for it to conclude was basically for Kratos to involve himself in all these other uh, worlds of of, of 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 mythology, not just. Uh, Greek. So I was going to go into Norse. They were talking about doing Chinese mythology or um, Egyptian, Egyptian mythology. And so I don't know if they're going to continue going forward with that kind of stuff with this after the end of this God of War because I haven't played in. Mike Remember, B. Aldo
3: said maybe he's going to. Aldo was saying maybe he's going to take on Jesus Christ one day. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Aldo was talking about that. I was like, well, maybe that would be crazy. <laughs>
0: So, I mean, that was a, the original plan from David Jaffe, and obviously, that's not how God of War three ended. But you know, by then he, he left the studio in two thousand seven, just as Part Two is coming out, which is why mm-hmm. he's credited with director. But so is uh, Corey Barlog. 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 Barlog or Barlog?
4: I don't know. Let me check. I
1: hope it's Barlog.
0: <laughs> it's Barlog. Yeah, Man. I double checked yeah, it too. Just like it.
1: It's Balrog. I agree with Frank.
0: <laughs> so Corey, not Balrog, um, is was the director for for part two, along with Jaffe, and then he was the director of part three. Nope, director of part three was someone else. So it's interesting how even though almost, well, yeah, every game has had a different director. It's changed.
2: Every game, I think,
0: with the exception I mean. of the newest one, because Corey ba- Barlog came back to Sony to direct the newest one. And so mm-hmm. they've been able to keep that that pace or keep the... They're keep,
1: collaborating, I guess, with each other.
0: Yeah, and, and keep everything consistent. What also helps is, like I said, for the Greek ones, it was the same writer for all of those. So okay. that helps keep that too. But uh, even like, I mean, if you look at the P- PlayStation Portable ones, those were done by uh, Red... What's it called? of Olympus was Ready at Dawn Studios. Both of them were... And even though it's a completely different studio, the thematically they're they're almost they're exactly the same as the original games, so they don't they don't miss a beat, and uh, and that's really important. I mean, obviously they had a lot of collaboration with the with the develop well, with the producers and or more so the directors and writers, which is why they were able to maintain that with all those games. I mean, even Ascension, which is you know people consider Ascension kind of like um, I guess like a cash grab because it didn't get you know it's probably the the lowest rated one um mm-hmm. but thematically it's still very similar to the others it's just you know gameplay wise it wasn't you know as good as people were hoping it would be plus i think at that point with the conclusion of god of war 3 people were like okay well let's move on instead of trying to harken back to more of kratos's past which you have already done enough of let's talk more about what's coming afterwards which is a good thing they did this newest one because it is exactly what everybody wanted in the sense of the moving the story forward for kratos
3: well, that was what's great about the PSP ones, though, is you don't have to play those to get the full experience. Well, I'm saying that wrong, not full experience, but like to get what the story is, basis of the story yeah. is and still have a good story. But if you really want, there really is that's what's good about the PSP games. Though there really is a lot of good, more lore and backstory to, or that happens between those games if you do play them.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm
3: because uh, a lot of people just think you know um he's angry at the gods because uh the thing that happened with his wife and kid and then he's just angry at them that's how that like that's how it seems if you just play 1 2 and 3 but with the PSP there's a lot more that happens about with his daughter and everything like that i I'll probably i don't know if you guys played that or not i want me to spoil yeah, it those you
0: can spoil because i've I, read I, the stories on those yeah
3: i don't remember 100% but i know it's like hades wife. hades wife is going to get rid of like the whole all of existence because she doesn't want to be in hell anymore right so yeah he's like offering him time to spend time with his daughter. And then that as long as she, he lets her, he he lets her do this, but then he comes to the realization. If he does that, she's going to make nothing exist. And if nothing exists, his daughter's not going to exist. So that they have this whole moment where you're supposed to like shove and reject your daughter the whole time. And she's like, no daddy. And you have to keep pushing her away. So then he just holds that resentment towards the gods even more. So like, and then, then it goes into part three. So you're like, okay, now it like seems exactly why he's completely enraged or pissed off with the gods, you know? Well, he was betrayed,
4: too, you know? Uh, The beginning of 2, you know, you're fighting that huge statue, I forgot what it's called, uh, because it's it's based on a Colossus of Rhodes. Um, And then, you know, Zeus is like, put all your power into this sword! And, you know, that's the only way you can defeat it! And then, you know, he gets gets stabbed through the chest, and you get sent down to uh, Hades, which... Which was a great intro for part two, man. Like, oh my god, just another testament to that storytelling. You know, like you just because even even though two starts off with that battle, um, it's still really a tutorial, um, but it's also not because they're kind of assuming you're familiar with it with the gameplay because it's it's not a simple. You know, just like, oh, I'm going to just kill all these simple enemies. You do have to fight the Colossus, which means you already have to kind of be familiar with identifying patterns, you know, using it to dodge. Or excuse me. And everything like that. So. Yeah, so that was just a great intro.
0: Well, and I think that's <laughs> yeah. true for all because, I mean, part one, you have the introduction where you fight on the ship and then you have to fight the Hydra. So you have a major okay. boss right there. It kind of, in a way, it kind of backfires because, at least with part one, bosses weren't a strong point because you had the Hydra, you had the Minotaur, and then you had Ares, and that was it. There are huge gaps with no other bosses in there, but they made up for that in two and three. And then two, you have that started with the Colossus of Rhodes along with the enemies that you're fighting, because you have to fight the Colossus on multiple, I think there's three sections to fighting it throughout that mm-hmm. stage. And then, of course, in the in the part three, you have when the titans are attacking Olympus, and the yeah. first major boss I think you fight is Poseidon, which is very early on in the game. Um, yeah, in the first half he hour, is. and there's such they're incredible battles. Up. Yeah, yeah,
3: they they always open up really big.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and I mean, and it keeps the it keeps the game going. I mean, it's incredible what what they're able to do with those set pieces. I mean, my favorite is probably still uh, that boss battle with Kronos. The Oh yeah, because the he has Pandora's Tower on his back, right? Yeah, and um, and so that was good. But like w- one of the things I want to backtrack to is as far as the the Greek myths again working really well for this game. We already established that that uh, Zeus is his father, and part of the reason Kratos is betrayed is because just as Zeus betrayed his father Kronos by, well, in Greek mythology, essentially killing him. Um, Zeus is afraid that his own son will betray him. And that's why he's afraid of Kratos because he's been told by an oracle that Kratos is going to kill him and usurp him and all this kind of stuff. So that's why he turns around and kills Kratos. But,
4: Self-fulfilling prophecy. Right. <laughs>
1: Kratos has spent a lot of time in the underworld. Yeah, yes.
4: Well, yeah, because in uh, – what's it called? Because in 2 – well – in in Chains of Olympus, I think that's when he goes there the first time, right?
1: Mm-hmm. I think so, uh,
4: yeah, yeah, because that's I mean that's when he uh, you know sees Persephone and she explains all that stuff. Um, and then does he go to the, he goes through the underworld? I think again it goes to Sparta to go get his brother, right?
3: His brother, yeah, yeah, Demos, yes.
4: yeah.
3: Demos, yeah.
0: I think it's Demos or Demos. I've heard it pronounced both ways. So,
4: well, Demos sounds better than Deimos.
0: I like Deimos better. <laughs>
4: That's cause, it's <laughs> that's, cause you're, that's cause you're
0: lamos <laughs> that's that's correctos
1: <laughs> there's also a part and I can't remember which game it is where he like stabs himself through the chest like and ends up back down there I don't remember yeah I can't remember I don't remember which game it was
0: wait he does what now? he kills himself <laughs> so he can he, go to Hades he basically
1: oh. stabs himself oh, to go to, to Hades? Yeah. Uh, is it through? I want to say it's three, but I can't remember.
0: But he does go to Hades yeah. in three, so I mean. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a long time since I played those three games. Yeah, me too, man.
4: I mean, this series, it's funny because you think about, like, those, most of the games came out between, you know, a five year and right?
0: 2010, those three. Yeah. Well, God actually, all five. Of-
1: oh, it was, oh yeah, yeah. it was the end of God of War three. It was the end of God of War three when he does it's that. About- hey, about- I haven't finished. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Come
0: on, man. Oh, I yes. Um, a while. Yeah, there's no death of Zeus, Frank. Don't worry.
4: <laughs> oh, man.
1: So I, uh, the whole thing, okay, so I, I looked it up, honestly, but I'm starting to remember, like, he, uh, Athena wants him to return power to her, and instead of doing that, he kills himself.
2: Oh, so, that yeah. The
1: thing with that, at the end of three, anyway. Right.
4: Okay. Uh, I need it, man. I really need to play yeah, the I should it's,
1: say it's a really cool ending, actually. When you when you look into everything that happened in that game,
0: yeah, it's appropriate mm-hmm. for that story, man. For it to end the way it yeah. does, yeah. So wow. it was basically
3: it was kind of like the hero to the people too, without even knowing it. Even though it was doing it for his own needs, or his own gains, yeah. yeah. Well, well I
0: mean, keep in mind that he did release Pandora's Box, true. which released everything like, and essentially he destroyed didn't want the
3: world. <laughs> like
1: because uh, he released uh, hope also and that was like the only thing that could you know defeat Zeus yeah but well, and he, was, plus, he, he killed all the he...
3: gods that were ruling yeah. over all the people too so like there was no more of you know but they then, don't have like, control over the people anymore because they're dead like... the whole point <laughs> was he,
1: he should return hope you know so that uh, Athena can give it to humanity and instead he kills himself that's so, <laughs> So that's, I don't know how good of a person he is ultimately.
0: Well, but I think hope, I think hope was given to the people. It's just, of course, because he destroyed Olympus that destroyed essentially the world that existed. But because he destroys Olympus, then he gets rid of the gods. And now the humans can live their lives yeah, without they, having they to have, have control of the gods.
1: Yeah. Free will in a way, I guess.
0: Yeah. But he didn't do it for that reason. I mean, he just no, out no, of no, his anger. He
3: totally didn't.
0: I mean, like you know, Mike she was talks just another
3: about God asking for the sword, and he's like, "Fuck you."
0: Yeah, exactly. Genius. I mean, it, the first thing I want to bring up is like, you know, Mike says hope hope killed Zeus, but I do remember the scene where you have you literally in first person beat the shit out oh, of yeah. Zeus with Kratos' fist, <laughs> which is so well, brutal. The,
1: the idea behind that is that it was giving Kratos
3: like the. To overcome
0: that struggle. Oh no no yeah I, I know what you but, meant. I was just yeah.
3: dude when I was playing that part for the first time, it, was, it kept saying press circle, so I was pressing it really fast, and of course it's just like circle 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 circle. I sat there for like 15 minutes thinking if I stop I'll lose. <laughs> <laughs> but you stop whenever you feel like. It. Yeah. <laughs> They'll just keep going like, on. The screen's completely going, going until gone. Until I don't know what to- <laughs> when is this gonna end. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm I'm done. And then it just like stops and then that was it. And I was like, oh sorry, Zeus. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's sorry,
2: Zeus. Don't apologize. Like
3: that,
1: <laughs> I think the a lot of those battles in three especially allowed you to you know just be brutal until you decided you wanted man, to, Hercules. Like Her- yeah, Hercules. Oh
4: man. <laughs> uh, I mean Hercules gets what's coming to him, but
3: All Man. Right. Oh, they, do, they do a good job. It's, of like making, Every single hit, you everyone. could see more of his face peeling off. And I was like, oh man, dude, there, there
0: it goes. As much as I enjoyed that Hercules fight, I'm a little sad in that Hercules didn't have more sympathy for Kratos considering he killed his own wife and child in the same yeah. manner yeah. too in Madness by the Gods. But that's and okay. It,
3: just, just the fact that Kratos doesn't give a fuck too. though. Like the whole, oh, yeah. um, what do you call it, Poseidon's wife, one of his wives in the temple where he, he uses her as... As to hold the gate open. So he like cranks it up and he's like, stand right there. And then he goes through and She's like, I can't hold it anymore. And just like cuts her in half. (laughs) It's like, whatever. (laughs) And that's the
0: other thing. Like this game does not make Kratos out to be a hero. Yeah, I mean, you can I wouldn't even call him an anti hero, he's just no, a guy out no, revenge, just, right? Yeah, he yeah. Like yeah. He's,
2: a he's the
4: protagonist, <laughs> That's the most we can really give him.
3: And, yeah. and actually, with that thing with the Poseidon's wife, the first interaction that he has with another person whenever you play the game is when the Hydra's attacking a ship and the guy's yeah. asking for help, and you just need that pendant, and you're like, like, ah, like, yeah, throws them off, that whatever. Or, uh,
4: where the guy's in the box, right, and uh, he like kicks him in- into it uh, into the fire.
2: Yeah. Whatever. Oh yeah. <laughs> like he oh, should... man.
4: the guy's like, please
2: help
4: <laughs> <laughs> me. <laughs> and and just like, <sighs> yeah.
3: he's like begging the whole time. Yeah.
4: Oh I'm, man. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. I'd say, like. We need to like come up with a new term because anti-hero is definitely uh, <laughs> <laughs> definitely doesn't seem to fit for Kratos and Her- in...
0: heroic villain. The Ares was the
3: god of war. Uh, Kratos could
4: uh, yeah, like
0: I wouldn't the call god him a villain.
4: Yeah, anti-villain. He's an anti. <laughs> He's an anti-villain. <laughs> an anti-villain.
1: <laughs> well, since we're talking about it, what was everyone's favorite aspect of Kratos? Like oh. a character, you know, what honest appealed to him, you know, or what appealed to you about him? I mean,
0: I think the like, honest. I like that he
3: fucks the pain away. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> was
3: like I, I got to have sex with this woman.
0: <laughs> so I know the main trilogy had those. Did the did the uh, PSP games have those mini games as well?
3: I think I it, one. I think there was one in in one, and I think Ghost of Sparta. I think there was one scene like that. Well, okay. just, just
0: in case everyone doesn't understand who's watching, that every at least for the mainline trilogy, there's at least one mini game where Kratos gets to bang hot Greek women, and in and one case, a goddess. Did. Yes, yeah. Aphrodite, yeah. and. Aphrodite. Uh, and
4: God of War two or three? I thought that three. was three. I
0: thought
4: that was three.
0: Yeah. Okay. So and then, of course they're button prompts, right? It's quick time events, and of course the camera <laughs> moves away, and there's something shaking on the on screen, so you know what's going on exactly. And of course you hear the moaning and stuff. And of course when you when you want to do the mini games, because then you get orbs out of it, and then you can upgrade your shit. So
3: you gain you, you gain your health and a fuck ton of XP.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You so, get a lot
3: of experience.
0: <laughs> so if you're a prude, you're gonna have to go through it anyway if you want to get through God of War.
3: Well, that, that was the funny part too. So we were like, we were double checking that too when we got to it. The blacksmith, what's his name? The one that makes the armor for him.
0: Oh, um, Hephaestus. A big,
3: yes, that- and it. And and then there were, he was talking about, like, his wife is Aphrodite, and then she got married off, and then she's over there. So we double check this. Oh, yeah, that is his wife. And he's, like, yeah. in prison to do this. It's, like, it all che- checks out. This, like, checks out. It's cool. And it's, like, he's asking you to go for help, and it's, like, bam, you just go fuck his wife. <laughs>
4: <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, don't forget in Greek mythology, like, the gods, like, they're all in open relationships. Yeah, they're not. <laughs> yeah. I'd mean, um...
1: like to... Uh... Traditional like Christian marriage or something like that. I mean, uh, all I just swingers. It funny
4: to... <laughs> it's not a it's not a traditional nuclear family.
1: yeah.
3: Nuclear. <laughs> <laughs> well, then if it was okay, I wanted them to do like a little high five. How's my wife's <laughs> pussy? It's good, huh? <laughs> get... uh, Her faces uh, probably wouldn't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, it doesn't matter. We kill his ass <laughs> because Hephaestus'
0: daughter is Persephone, right? The one that he made out of. Um, like he made her?
4: No, Persephone was human. Uh, she was the one that uh, Hades ended up kidnapping and taking to the underworld.
0: Oh, that's right. So then, then if it's not Persephone, then then it's um, Pandora, mm-hmm. because he yeah. makes Pandora. Okay, I, I yes. just mixed up the names. That's what it was. Okay. Oh, so, but yeah, I mean that's that's what makes these games so great is they they really take advantage of the Greek mythology and use it for their for their storytelling.
2: And- yeah.
0: As far as Kratos' character, like I was saying his honesty about what he wants to accomplish. I mean, every every person he comes across is just a means to meet his goal, right? He doesn't care about anyone else. He doesn't care if they get in his way. If they do, he'll just move them or he'll abuse them until he gets what he wants. And mm-hmm. uh, and that's what I like about the brutal honesty of the character because it's a game trying to reflect the anger of, of, of a person trying to get revenge for all the hell that they've been put through by these higher beings that hold themselves above him and he hates them for it. Mm -hmm. You can't really blame the guy for acting the way, you know, one, like you said, he's a human that has the power to do something. And this is what happens when this is the lesson that the gods are learning by treating a person like this, but giving them the power to do something about, they've created their own worst enemy and they're paying the price for it.
1: There's even a point where they're afraid of him, like three, because they know Mm -hmm. he's coming to, to fuck them up essentially. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I think what I really love about Kratos too is uh, is pretty much kind of like Mike had mentioned earlier is that he's kind of like a representation. Like you get to put yourself, you're like, oh, I hate the, you know, you really kind of channel yourself into Kratos when you, especially when you're like killing stuff, and you know, with the button prompts, being able to like brutalize all these, you know. Uh, gods and everything like that it's it's a little cathartic in a way you know yeah. i mean that's why we we play video games is for the enjoyment and the storytelling for things that we can't do not necessarily that we would do them in real life but it's it's an outlet and it's really fun to be playing as this pissed off guy <laughs> being able to kill all these gods <laughs> who are selfish and awful and everything like that so yeah. i think that's another thing i, I really like about kratos and, and, and in agreement with what bobby said
3: they should have a like a cutscene of one of the people that are just on Mount Olympus, just probably one of the slaves or one of the people. Just what the fuck's going on over there? And it's just like Kratos tearing through <laughs> people. Oh, I know, dude, that guy's pissed off.
4: <laughs> yeah, you know what? Like, the way two ends because okay, so you remember like something like Halo Two. The way Halo Two ended, you know, it's like what are you gonna do, Chief? Finish this fight, and it's totally sequel baiting and. You know, a lot of people were upset with that, but the, with the way two ends with, you know, the Titans climbing a mountain Olympus, it's like, oh man, I can't wait to see the, next. I can't wait to see the start of this. Like, I mean, it was total sequel baiting, but I don't know, for some reason, I think it was a lot,
1: it was written better.
4: I, yeah, you know what? Because I think two was such such a better game as opposed to like two, which uh, Halo two, which was like kind of disappointing yeah. in certain ways. God of War two exceeded the first one in like every single way. Well, it, it was just such torment.
0: It was a complete story. I mean, it just happened that the result was that he revived the Titans. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, because yeah, the, the story the was thing. him getting revenge, and it concluded with him. Well, the best way for him to get revenge is to revive these Titans, and he well, reached his goal from the past.
4: I thought that's what he did. Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah you're right. You're right. Yeah. It wasn't reviving. Yeah. It was to pull them in from the past. That's right. Because they would already been oh. killed off. And uh, but again, I mean, you still tell a complete story. Unlike with Halo Two, where people go back and talk about the story, and it feels like they didn't tell a complete story. It's like they were setting it up. Like it's like the the Matrix Two and Three, where it's like, oh, we have this oh. one story, but we're going to split it up over two movies. And yeah, that's what it yeah. felt like with Halo Two and Three. But with with God of War, the like again, coming back to that writing, that is so important where they wrote in a way where it made sense that the story would end here and then it would continue. There are three acts in every story, essentially.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, like you said earlier, with the,
3: with the brutal honesty, too, with him is cool because I had a conversation with a friend once about it and he was saying, oh, well, it's it's, it's kind of like he's a dick because he just betrays the Titans. So I was like, "Nah, dude, the Titans betrayed yeah. him first. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't seem that way in that situation, but it's the, when Gaia just kind of is like, nah, it's more important than you and it just like flicks them off. Yeah.
2: Yeah. and it's oh, like that's,
4: oh you, that's why he goes to the underworld right yeah
3: yeah oh ASC, yeah so that's how it gets a, right. a three
4: you Get know what it's funny because like i literally haven't played these games in like almost 10 years i no that's not true i think it's been about like six or seven it's been a while but like now that you guys are re- mentioning these story parts like it's all just kind of coming back to me yeah and i thought i'd actually have to like look it up and remember all the story but i'm actually remembering a lot i think it's more like the boss battles it's a lot more the gameplay stuff that I, i'm not remembering as well
0: yeah. but that's again a testament to how good this story is. That yeah. like I haven't played God of War three since two thousand and ten when it was released, yeah. and the fact that we're talking all these little tidbits and then we can still remember these things, it sticks with yeah. you. That's how good it is.
3: But yeah, when I was saying that, with Bobby was saying like it's true that he's he's not going to backstab anybody or oh, but when he gets to this point, I'm going to turn on them. He, it's, he's just brutally honest. Like it's just. His yes. goal and an objective, and that's it. At the end with Athena, where he doesn't give it over, it wasn't like he was scheming the whole time. He just realized, nah, hell no, like right. I'm not gonna give that to you, fuck you. It wasn't like a planned out thing. Yeah, like that, it wasn't like yeah. a malicious thing. Like,
4: yeah. Oh, uh, another thing I was gonna ask you, Bobby, for the intro of uh, God of War 2018, since you like he is running from his past and everything like that. Like the twilight of the gods fully happened, right? At the end of three, like all the gods die out, Olympus is destroyed, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, as near as I can tell, I don't know if there's going to – if something's going to come back because, I mean, Athena died, right, in and, and God of War II because she fac- sacrificed herself to prevent Kratos from killing uh, Zeus. Yes. Um, yes. And then now she comes back as like this – well, not in the new game, but at part three, she comes back as that spirit, right? Supposedly, she's ascended to a higher being, which is why she wants the power in order to to basically recreate the world. But Kratos sees it as more of the same. Another. It's just the start of a new yeah. cycle, right? And so I don't know if in this Norse God ones, if they're going to cycle back and bring some of that back in, because obviously the Norse gods are aware of the existence of the Greek gods, just their worlds do not interact with each other. And yeah. uh, and very early on in the game, they make it clear that the Norse gods are aware of Kratos' existence and that he's there because he's mm-hmm. an outsider and they don't want him there. That's, that's one of the big points of the game. They make that clear very early on. So that's not really a spoiler. I,
3: I kind of just want to figure out how he got there.
0: Yeah, since he threw himself off the mountain, right? How did he survive yeah. and end yeah. up there?
3: How did he get from that realm of whatever the Greek mythology is to the Norse? You know, they they just keep uh, going on saying, you know, he, he was from the Greek realm and now he's in the Norse realm. But they never say how. Didn't, or he, what.
1: didn't he throw him off? Like, he tried to kill himself, right? He stepped off of the mountain, but then right. he was saved. And I forgot who saved him, but she basically told him like your time here is not up yet or whatever you're still
0: needed no i think um, that was at isn't that a
3: different game
0: i think that was at the no, beginning part, of part
3: 2 part 3 ends with him stabbing himself and then you don't see his body there oh that's right it's just like the blood like leading yeah, off. oh yeah forced. yeah that's right yeah okay
0: i'm sorry I, he, I was he doesn't a i said he threw himself off at the end of part three that's wrong it was at the beginning of part two right where he part two. throws himself off Gaia, the cliff
3: uh, okay. Gaia flings him off or like pushes him off or doesn't care no Sharks that was the beginning off. of part three uh, but if, that was part three. If,
0: if you remember at the beginning of part two because he was tired of being a, the god of war remember oh, he throws yeah, himself yeah. off the cliff and that's yeah, I'm like, yeah. pretty yeah. sure it's athena who rescues him
1: yeah i think it's athena yeah, I was yeah. remembering that wrong, but yeah, yeah, Mike's yeah. right. It's it's at the end of three, and you never know. You just see that his body's not there
3: anymore. Yeah, yeah. and then Forge just starts. He has a kid, and you know he's in this new place. Yeah, and you, I, and you, like he said, you notice that he's a different man now. Where yeah. his he yeah. carries himself differently. He behaves got differently. Uh, you could you could still see like <laughs> you know. He they have that real emotion like you say like he's human. He has those moments where you can see that rage come out or like you can say oh man it's like yeah. he's ill-tempered, you know, or short-tempered or things trigger him, you know. Yeah. So it's pretty cool.
4: Uh that's that's another kind of question I have is that um you know, we you have the Norse gods, you have the Greek gods and like the way you just mentioned it Mike be was, you know, the realm. So I'm like I wonder how much like if there's like a clear separation um I mean not just uh geographically but as far as like on a higher plane like is there like kind of like a this you know bar- barrier of the of the deities and stuff yeah. like that that so that whatever the Norse gods do it doesn't influence the Greek realm and stuff like that
3: Yeah. I'm kind um, of well, I I I could do this about without- boilers are just kind of like a thing that's in there because it doesn't explain how he got there or wh- what happened but mm-hmm. i think they do the gods do know of, of each other's realms because yeah. you get to a location where you're still in the norse realm i guess uh, you don't ever change from that but there's an area where they have collected treasure and it's treasure from greek uh, greek treasure
2: mm-hmm.
3: and then you could see like oh you know paintings or vases or bosses, however you want to say it, with Kratos or Zeus on it. And then his son's like, well, what is this? And then Kratos is like, oh, well, they know about all this stuff and they have some of the treasures from Greeks. And so, but, but they never go, they never dig deeper than that. Unless it's one of those notes, unless it's one of some of those notes and I don't like to read (laughs) or things (laughs) you find or whatever.
4: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, this, this isn't necessarily explained in the game. So I'm just, I'm just asking like, it's more of like a kind of rhetorical, but just general, like, you know where where do the gods powers like stop affecting other areas you know what yeah. i mean yeah. because if you were to think you know in in this universe you have polytheistic gods greek norse and i imagine egyptian chinese would you know and uh indian whatever yeah. is it going to stick specifically to just their respective areas is there any overlap i don't know it's just yeah. A random thought that I had. Who's we higher,
3: talking. Zeus or Odin? <laughs> like, yeah.
4: <laughs> I think Odin's. I don't know. That's a good question. Because I, I don't know enough yeah. about Norse mythology. Yeah.
3: No, but like your question is asking So, wouldn't there be one realm higher than the other when it comes to like you know? Well, no, would
4: I, to... I would assume that they're just separate. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like because well,
3: they Zeus have. Is on a mountain, Zeus is on a mountain, but. <laughs>
1: odin has to use the bifrost probably further away
4: (laughs) well uh you know and that's another thing too is that because the greeks had the twilight of the gods the norse uh have ragnarok you know i wonder if there's anything like that for egyptian mythology where there was an age for the gods to end you know
3: yeah imagine Um, if they they (laughs) end the whole game series guess what Guess what it all is? It's Kratos! He's a video game character! <laughs> I know! <laughs> <laughs> that's what he is. It goes all meta and everything. <laughs> yeah.
4: I mean, that's one thing that's really cool, though, is that because those things were written in, you know? yeah, And they're kind of incorporating that. Like, the Twilight of the Gods, the end of Olympus. Uh, we, we get to see a video game interpretation of that happening. And, yes. um... Okay, so not necessarily a slight spoiler for Bobby. I don't know if you want to stop listening, just really quick, Mike. But like at the end of 2018,
0: not um... helping. <laughs> yeah, let me take my headphones <laughs> off.
4: Okay, uh, is uh, do you see the end of the Norse gods, or is it like, um, or is it just kind of showing how some of the gods die in 2018?
3: What do you mean, like from the Greek ones or the Norse ones?
4: No, the Norse ones, the 2018.
3: It's, it's basically an introduction to. You're gonna start. They're gonna reveal more Norse gods. Gotcha.
4: Okay, that's and that's what I was here really more curious about. Okay, yeah. Bobby, Bobby, Bobby. You're good, Bobby. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because I don't. I don't care We're about spoilers. Spoiling everything. And, and now that I know, <laughs> that, now that I know that Voldemort's gonna come out, it's all good.
2: Oh, ah, <laughs> goddamn. <it. laughs>
0: I think. I think, the Harry, <laughs> I think the Harry Potter universe would be another good crossover for the God of War series.
2: Well,
4: if uh, Kratos to just go in and just like, man, he would. Well, he
0: probably shit. he'd probably beat the shit out of Harry Potter to take the wand, <laughs> so then he could kill That'd Voldemort. Be
4: an
1: unfair matchup. Man. <laughs> I can just see him with Ron. <laughs> That'd be like that Smash Brothers commercial where like Luigi was taking on like. Like going into Simon like the Castlevania oh, yeah, universe and he got just like murdered. Like straight up murdered in that baby.
3: <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna play a game of Quidditch without a broom. He's just like leaping everywhere and tackling everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking the broom snap.
4: He kills a snitch. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he just bites down on it and cracks it in half. <laughs>
4: yeah. But you know what? I don't support those kind of crossovers. Actually. <laughs> like, I'm okay with Kratos going to Norse mythology, like, but yeah, yeah I want to see a Kratos Harry Potter crossover. That just
0: well, <laughs> maybe if it's done by robot. <laughs> Chicken. Potter <laughs> <laughs> Harry
1: Potter and the God of War. Harry Potter and the God of War.
4: Oh goodness! Oh, uh, that'd be great. What was, it, what was the question? What question? Were we <laughs> I don't know. We just I started talking. <laughs> no, we've just been conversing. Yeah. It was
1: about uh, Kratos's character.
4: Oh yes, that was a that was a question.
1: <laughs> but, well, I do have one last question if you all want to.
0: Yeah, let's keep going.
1: Wrap it up. But uh, this is for everyone, of course. Uh, what is your favorite God of War game series? Mine's three, personally
2: i gotta go with three that's that's tough
4: if i'm going with games that i actually finished then i don't have to say two i do love three and i was really liking the way it was progressing but i think just because for the transition from one to two all those improvements and you start off in essentially greek hell which is hades um which actually kind of uh, I felt when I started playing Dante's Inferno, I'm like, "Hey, this is kind of like that level in yeah. God of War." Which of course, Dante's Inferno is a God of War clone, which is a great God of War clone, by the way.
3: That was um, a very underrated game. It was just they missing were... a lot of executions, though.
4: Yeah, I mean the execution.
2: Well, they didn't were... have the
1: brutal stuff in God of yeah. War. Gameplay wise, it was pretty
3: similar. But yes, Frank is right. Dante's Inferno is a really good clone of that.
1: Yeah.
4: And then, of course, you have not such a great clone of that, which was Lords of Shadow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm with Frank. I, I have to go with God of War Two. I played through the trilogy, and as much as I love God of War Three, uh, which I do think is a graphically impressive extension of Two, because Two set everything in motion for Three, I kind of mm-hmm. lean towards Two. I have, I think, I have stronger memories about Two than I do about Three. Well. Mm-hmm. Just you know, such an amazing game, especially at the end of the life of the PS2. You know, graphically, it pushed it was it was a two DVD game. You know, and I mean a two dual layer DVD disc. So we're talking about you know eight gigabytes per disc. So Mm -hmm. they they put a lot into that game graphically, uh, uh, fundamentally with the uh, with the gameplay and uh, the story. As as good as the story is in part one, they really take it up a notch in part two. And it is is really a cut above. Uh, really a lot of things that still come out now. I mean, it is one of the best hack-and-slash games out there. Um, I mean, it, it is amazing just in general that even even a ga- game like God of War Ascension, which is probably the weakest of the games, is still probably one of the better hack-and-slash games that you can play out there compared to any other games that come out. But um, specifically, God of War 2 is the one that... That's the one that did it for me.
3: Yeah. Well, the good thing I could say about Part 2 is uh, that I didn't notice in 3... Is I feel like whenever you're doing like uh, quick time events or certain things that uh, it felt like it had more impact whenever he would like do something or slam something. Mm-hmm. Or two. Yeah, I think in two and three it didn't feel as impactful though. It was just more bloody and gory. It just didn't. I don't. I don't know how to describe it that well. I guess I don't know. But I mean, but for me, three is actually my favorite one. I don't know. I just I just I, like visually how it looks and the executions I, I, were over the top.
2: I
4: think I, if anything, you know, if, if I'd finished three, I'd probably prefer. Maybe a little more than two, but just two was just such an improvement. It was just, yeah, so like, uh, in game series, you know, that's one thing, uh, like, when you compare games to movies, like, the sequels and games are almost always better, funnily enough, as opposed to movies where they're usually complete trash.
3: Yeah. yeah. And, so that, and the visuals for three, though, that moments, like we were talking earlier, it's really great, but the moments when you're first go in between a cavern, and then the camera, like, zooms in, to his like shoulder on the armor, I was like, "Oh my god, this looks crazy!" And then Bobby said it earlier, like, "If you play it on PS4, to the side, right, right, yeah, where you yeah. For first time, yeah, yeah it's right. like zooms in." I was like, "Fuck, this is in-game graphics. What the fuck?" You know,
4: and the other thing too is that there's it's all in great in-game uh, cutscenes.
3: Yeah, and then he stopped moving, and then I was like, "Oh wait, this isn't a cutscene," so I had to keep moving, holding up, you know, because I thought it went to a cutscene when it zoomed in. So I was like, "Dang, dude, this is crazy." And then Bobby's correct about that too. When you play it on PS4, you, you probably get better refresh rate and probably just you know maybe a scale a bit better. But on, on the visual look, if you go back and play it on the PS3, it's, it's not it's, that, it's, it yeah. looks it looks amazing. Like you know, I'm surprised that PS3 does that.
4: And that was 2010, you said, right? Yeah. Battle War Three. You it's think? I mean, that's a 10 year old game, which means that it was in development from about probably 2007 to 2008. So the fact that it still looks, you know that that. Uh, what is it? The seventh generation consoles, like those games, a lot of those games still look really good. I think.
0: Well, and and I think it's a big deal because one, I mean, obviously it's a Sony studio, so they had a head start on knowing how the, how the PlayStation three ran, but like, you know, God of War two came out in 2007, PlayStation three came out in 2008. So obviously they were able to look at PlayStation three came out. What did I say? 2008? Yeah. Oh, 2006. Yeah. Sorry. My bad. So it came out in 2006. So they had all that time to see what other studios did, to see what kind of mistakes they made. You know, with the graphics and in-game engines, to then take advantage of it. Uh, because mm-hmm. you know, you'll you'll read back, especially in the early years of the PS3, where uh, that cell processor was notoriously difficult to to uh, design for, because again, it was a it was an in-house made processor by Sony, as opposed to like the Xbox 360, which was using a um, shit. I don't even remember what it was. But um, but the point is, is that they had to learn how to use it, and uh, so those extra years putting in time on God of War Three because it took three years to develop it, um, really paid off. And I mean, it is is a beautiful looking game.
3: And how the gameplay is too for a three, it's it's like you said, is two was such a great improvement from one, and it's to the point where three came out, it's like if it's not broken, don't fix it. Yeah, they just they just shined the shit out of it. You know, it was like (laughs) you know, it was really cool. Yeah.
1: So are all of these available on PS4 now?
0: No. no, I don't know. The
2: only
1: one is three and 2018. Oh, it's
0: three. Yeah, that, actually, that surprises me with the release of this last one that they didn't do some kind of special release of yeah, all of them. Yeah, I was any,
1: expecting no. like a collection or something, but I guess not.
0: Well, if any of you guys are out there looking for a collection, like definitely get the if you can get the saga on PS3, do it. Especially because those PSP games. Are, are redone to take advantage of the system like they run at 60 frames per second and they yeah, upscaled. They're yeah they're yeah. This, they really are remastered they did a great job with it so yeah. you guys can get that saga copy Definitely. my
3: biggest regret is not getting that collector's edition of a pandora's box for three
4: oh uh, yeah i, I could, have that but i don't yeah, have I don't, cool. I, don't, I don't have the the cardboard box i i oh. think i accidentally like tore it so i threw it away but i do still have oh. the pandora's box
0: oh okay. and then I,
4: and then I did get the Ascension Collector's Edition, and I have the 2018 Collector's Edition. Yeah,
3: I yeah. got the Ascension one. I didn't like that figure.
4: No, that fi- that statue is so cheap. It's yeah, like this big.
3: Mm-hmm. And but, it, it looks cool in the picture, and then when you look at it, you're like, wait, this doesn't look the same. <laughs> it's all painted, like, crappy and stuff. So. It's, it's like... Oh, sorry, it's Kratos? Or... Yeah, it's Kratos. Kratos, like,
4: Kratos. He's, like, kind of squatting, like, holding his...
3: Uh, okay. uh, it's because he's
0: taking go, a shit. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah you ever have like when you're a kid those bubble baths with the little rubber toys on top <laughs> like Thomas the Train? that's what it looks like or feels like, right? <laughs> oh, man. like little... man you know we
4: should do a podcast just for collector's editions like really good ones and really bad ones because oh. like one i'm thinking of that's really crappy is the max Payne three one with that mm, stupid oh. cheap like two dollar like Figure. Oh yeah. Oh max. my god. Yeah, that. I remember up. like picking it up. I'm like, this is almost as light as a feather. Like, this is the cheapest figure, like plastic piece of shit I've ever had.
3: It also looks kind of weird too. His stance. It kind of looks like he's doing the Michael Jackson lean forward thing, or I don't know. It looks <laughs> weird.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. It looks really.
3: It's it looks cheap.
1: surfing it's on that like rock thing or whatever.
4: It's so cheap, man. Like I, I don't regret buying it because it is still max pain, but. Uh, it's not worth it,
3: I would well,
1: say. I was, I was talking about the Kratos figure. Yeah,
3: that oh, one yeah. is, the only thing is, I don't think that collector's edition was expensive, though. It wasn't well, too much. I think, I think
4: when I bought it, it, of course, it was like years after it had come out. And I think I paid 40 or 50 bucks for it.
0: Yeah, well, that 2018 one is real nice. And Frank and I got lucky because uh, we bought it on, on Amazon for 70? 60? 60 bucks. And I know yeah. you had like gift cards, so it was even cheaper for you. And, mm-hmm. uh, but now what is, we were looking at it and like sealed, it was over 200.
4: Yeah, so, it was like, and it's funny too, course. because there were, okay, so I th- was there,
0: I think there was a deluxe
4: edition for it. Yes, and then which
0: was, is a minor difference.
4: Yeah, no, no, no. There was the 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 collectors, which is what we have, the right. stonemason, which is the higher tier one, but I thought there was a deluxe for it too. Oh, which I don't know. Just
0: I only know out. of the two that you mentioned, the, Collectors and the and the Stonemason. I haven't seen a deluxe one. Okay.
4: I'll have to look it up. But uh there's only a ten dollar difference for the resellers now. So the collector's edition that Bobby and I have was like two eighty nine and then the Stonemason one was two ninety
0: nine. Yeah, and the only <laughs> difference is they have like four additional wooden figures in there, which honestly I didn't think were, were worth the you know, no. I'm fine with what we got
4: and uh when it was originally released i think the collector's edition was 150 and then that stone mason was 180 yeah if i'm not mistaken and i was like that's a huge difference in price with just those extra figures and i i didn't get it it wasn't until bobby was like hey dude god of war 2018 60 bucks and i was like well hell yeah i'm gonna get that <laughs> no. 60 bucks
0: and the, and the statue for that one, because it's, uh, it's Kratos and, and Atreus, is actually pretty nice. It's mm. not like the other ones where they look like garbage. Plus, it comes with like this cloth map, which was. As a matter of fact, I did an unboxing video of it in case you guys want to check out my YouTube channel at she Lives. And, uh, uh, you know, just plugging that. <laughs> nice. But, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a really nice collector set. Um, I, do, I am glad I got it.
3: Oh, yeah, and the Blades of Chaos make an appearance into a metal black. <laughs> what? Do they really? Like, how? Because <laughs> uh, whenever you beat the game, you always. Uh... Oh, what's his name again? Goddamn. Uh, you're right talking right? about the. Cali- Cali- Calypso. The, <laughs> I was going to say host. the
1: same thing, Frank.
3: <laughs> Calypso, the, the tournament host, he's like the ending credits. There's always like mementos or trophies of people from like previous Twisted Metals. And in, in one of the trophy racks is uh, the Blades of Chaos.
0: Is this the new Twisted Metal block? Oh. No.
3: the original i guess yeah, well, is there
1: a new one
0: the oh, new think... one's
3: like 2016
0: yeah and it was still called twisted metal black wasn't it
3: it was no it wasn't called but it was just called Twisted Metal. the newest one's oh, okay. just called Twisted Metal. middle okay
0: wait i because twisted metal black not... came out before god of war didn't it
3: no it was around the time of the after the first god of war
4: Twisted metal black yeah that doesn't seem right
3: yeah yeah it's the blades of chaos
4: are in i'm, I'm looking, okay, i mean i well, believe it, you it, that they're in there but i mean it's the like, same it's it,
0: the same director so i mean he could have stuck them in there anyway even because the the, the uh, original god of war is in june, june 18th,
1: 2001.
4: yeah i'm like that was way before
3: unless it is a new twisted middle i'm getting this is a metal mixed up
0: <laughs> the, you're, the edi- been- you're the editor mike you're gonna have to look it up and then <laughs> add in the edit yeah
3: The
4: well, the PS3 one was just called Twisted Metal. It might have been
3: that one. Yeah, maybe I might be mixing the black and that one up.
4: Here, let's just look up Twisted Metal, Blades of Chaos, and let's see which one it's in. Okay,
2: so it says it's in. Okay,
0: add a drum roll here, Mike.
2: Okay, so this is what it says. Calypso Trophy Case. The Trophy
4: Case of Calypso reveals all the secret items for the past and present Twisted Metal games, specifically Twisted Metal 1995, Twisted Metal 2, and Twisted Metal Black. Here are the items that Calypso keeps on display, and listed here is Kratos' blades from God of War series. So, I don't know if that means that it was in Twisted Metal Black and it was just like crazy foreshadowing,
2: Right, maybe. I mean,
4: but yeah. So it had to have been Twisted Metal Black because Twisted Metal and Twisted Metal Two are PS1 games, and this picture looks like it's
2: PS2. I'll Have to look up into that more details. Yeah. Well, I know it's
1: it's there. wait. <laughs> well, it says, and then I'm well, I believe out. I believe you, Mike.
4: It says. Kind of cool that Calypso has Kratos' Blades of Chaos in his trophy room and Twisted Metal PS3. So, I don't
3: know. Uh, PS3? I don't know. I'll figure, we'll figure it out. And I'll, I'll, I'll find the image of it and just put it up.
4: Yeah. And that was the, the Twisted Metal on PS3 was from 2012. Which, side note, um, one thing I really liked about that Twisted Metal game, other than the gameplay, because I always think all the Twisted Metal games are boring as hell, um, <laughs> Is they had these story sequences that were done with a combination of live action people, but with like animated uh, backgrounds and like effects. So, like Sweet Tooth, which is the clown with his head on fire, like he's a real, you know, it was a real actor, but he he gets animated with stuff around it. And those story sequences are some of the best artwork like I've seen on on a video game. Like you should definitely check out those cutscenes just to look at the artwork on it. That looked cool, nice. I never. Unfortunately, they metal. were in a twisted metal game.
3: Yeah, twisted <laughs> metal two's the best.
4: I I can say that I'd rather play vigilante eight.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole different podcast. Let's let's do that later. <laughs> no, that's right.
4: We don't we don't need to have a twisted metal uh, podcast.
3: Yeah, we don't. <laughs> have a vigilante 8 podcast all right then i'll just make you i'll make you a two-hour video of me ranting about it
0: (laughs) okay we can run that i'm cool with that
3: do do you guys know what frank said about vigilante 8
2: (laughs) (laughs) wow
4: if you make that sound again i will definitely watch
3: it (laughs) Um, i like the desk and everything i'll do all that What's up? I said I'll pound, shake the desk, and everything. <laughs> ah! <laughs> I think you broke
1: your camera. Oh,
3: there
2: <laughs> you go again. Right, you're back.
1: All right, guys. Um, anything else anyone wants to add to the God of War epicness?
2: Play it. Yeah.
4: I'd say, if anything, play all the games that you can, just because the stories, they, they do all fit together because they are all canon canon being c-a-n-o-n not (laughs) c-a-n-n-o-n which is it's pronounced the same but it does not mean the same thing
3: and always bang the women if you can you get experience
1: yes you get experience and you get orbs for upgrading your your that's good advice for video
3: games and for life (laughs) and real life (laughs) get experience
4: if you're into banging women
3: It's okay. Nowadays, they'll probably play anything. Kratos will be banging dudes in this next one. <laughs> oh, our,
4: our friend James does look kind of like Kratos, so if you could have a quick picture.
3: Oh, yeah, I'll put it up.
4: Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, and you should post up your picture of when you dress up as Kratos, Mike.
3: Oh, yeah, I'll put that up, too.
1: That was a
4: pretty good Halloween.
1: Yeah, that was badass, That was, that was awesome. That one
3: in the king costume.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> not yeah. Never again, dude. Frank was making fun of my nipples the whole night.
2: Dude.
3: <laughs> hey man, if you're gonna You gotta
1: take the bad and the good, man, yeah. if you're gonna hey, go out like that.
4: I had not ever seen your nipples and I had no idea that they could be so dark.
3: <laughs> <laughs> my nipples look like nipples.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you no it's <laughs> don't get that dark. <laughs> <laughs> they look more like dark chocolate raisinets. <laughs>
3: uh, I, have, I, have, I have those pictures saved. I'll post them all up, and then I'll get a picture of James.
4: All right, you That's might want to edit a little bit of this out.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah, this is it.
2: A...
1: Uh, all right, guys. Um, well, if there's nothing else, uh, thank you all for being. Here to discuss God of War. Um it was a pleasure to take over hosting duties. Hope I didn't do too terribly.
0: No, you did a great job, uh, man. You did a good yeah, well. nice Thank you for
1: hosting.
2: Thank you
0: Appreciate for stepping it. up, man.
1: Yep. And so everyone just play the games. They're amazing.
2: And look forward to the next uh, OCG podcast. Cool. Later. Night everybody. Later.
0: It occurs to me that I should not like Kratos as a person. His hubris is to blame for all the horrors that have befallen him. His desire for victory and war drove him into the guidance of a manipulator, while his unquenchable bloodthirst blinded him to the violence he visited upon his own family. But despite his faults, despite his godly birthright, his tortured quest and soul is a story worth seeing unfold. Of course, all the bloody mayhem the player gets to experience along the way only makes the ride that much more satisfying. So even though I would never want to be friends with Kratos, I would still love to hear his story just one more time. Well, that's it for this episode. Please join us next time as we cover Hideo Kojima's epic soap opera, Metal Gear. This episode of Obsessive Compulsive Gamer Podcast was produced by Bobby edited by Mike B, and hosted by Mike Prime. If you would like to know more about the music used in this episode, please check the links in the description. Thanks for watching and listening. Check out our website at ocgamer.org for more episodes and
2: articles on gaming.